The Lapsed Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here is your host, the Professor. Oh, what is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 322 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Yes, I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Great to be back behind the mic. Lots to catch up on. Have to talk about this past weekend. Celebrated our 12th wedding anniversary, Lindsay and I did, which was awesome. There's actually a pretty cool story behind uh, this weekend and, and who we celebrated with on our honeymoon in Aruba 12 years ago, back when the Detroit Tigers used to play meaningful baseball in September and, you know, would make the playoffs. I digress, of course. We were at the swim-up bar at the hotel, and I hear this guy talking about the Tigers. So Lindsay and I go over to say hi. Lo and behold, they lived about 20 minutes from us and now actually live even closer. So 12 years later, they are still some of our best friends who got married the day before we did, and we have celebrated our anniversaries together almost every year since then, which is uh, really cool. Uh, we uh, All of our friends know the story as, oh, that's the honeymoon couple, so... Uh, good times. We uh, celebrated Friday night, went out to dinner, hung out, had some drinks, all that good stuff. Uh, Saturday, watched uh, some Michigan football and kind of kicked back and recouped from Friday night. And Sunday was our actual wedding anniversary. Went to the Lions game, which was a blast. Much better outcome than last week against Seattle. And we had today off, Monday, and had a four-day weekend. However, uh, the little guy decided to uh, grace us at 5 a.m., so I am going to go to bed after this, I wish, because <laughs> I know Lindsay wants to as well. But uh, here we are, lots of racing to talk about, lots of stories to talk about, and um, no no better guest to have on this week, I think, than uh, Dustin Albino from jayski.com, who will be on here in just a few minutes. Uh, hope you enjoyed episode 321 with NASCAR Chasm. I mean, that guy's just pure gold every time he is on, and the uh, show did pretty well. So I hope you all enjoyed it. Got some lap traffic fantasy, all that good stuff coming up for you throughout the show. So let's not waste any time, because I know Dustin and I, uh, we, we tend to go a minute. We tend to talk some extracurriculars such as wrestling, and uh, you can bank on that. So uh, let's get Dustin Albino on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line for his 17th appearance on the show from jayski.com. Welcome back, Dustin Albino. What's up, brother? How you been? I am doing great. It's number 17, but it's been a while. It's been a minute. You know, it's... Uh, uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, I was I talked about this last week in terms of, you know, this is the seventh season of the show and the first six. It was nothing for me to rock out, you know, 40 plus episodes a season. And this is only episode 22. And it's crazy how much adding 
one little person can impact things. <laughs> that's a hobby, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have that, uh, that not problem. I, I don't know what word to come up with. I don't have that. That situation that at the moment. Yeah, it's a good yeah. one. Yes, yes. The responsibility. I don't have that responsibility. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from there. Uh, and you've got, I'm sure, a lot less time on your hands. Just a little. <laughs> just a little less time. Absolutely. So this worked out having the day off today to be able to do this in the afternoon and uh, get it published early tonight, which will be good. So um, what you been up to, man? We were talking before things got started. You've uh, you've hit some races Uh over the last yeah. few few weeks here yeah yeah um i don't do you remember the last time i was on oh episode 308 which was a minute so yeah yeah i went to seven of the final 10 regular season races so you know i'm glad i was able to get to a lot of first-time venues um you know i've been to i think five or six first-time venues this year so like north wilkesboro in may uh but then nashville super fun city super fun track good race there uh, and then the chicago street race there's just I haven't been a part of something like that in racing yet. So that was, that was really cool that weekend. Um, but yeah, uh, seven of the final 10 got a few more coming up the rest of the year. And I think we've had a pretty good year of racing across the board. Yeah, no. Awesome, man. We'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, for anybody, well, it'll be more in a second, but uh, for anybody that has listened to Dustin, um, on the show before, he is a fellow wrestling fan like myself, so we we would be remiss if we didn't talk some wrestling because it has been a minute uh, since he's been on. So uh, we'll we'll start with some wrestling fun here. Uh, let's go back a minute. Let's go back to uh, SummerSlam that was here in Detroit. Got my SummerSlam hoodie on See there. That. <laughs> um, what did you think of the show? Oh, man, that's, that seems like so long I ago. Know. Like, it was only, I mean, this is... Uh, what the end of September? Less than two so, months. Yeah, less than two months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good. I mean, really, all the pay per views, even when Vince was in charge, you know, the last couple years of there, I thought all the pay per views are really good or premium live events, I should say. Yes. Um, I think I don't know. Right now, WWE is hitting on all cylinders. I feel like, and yeah. I know there was the recent merger with UFC, um, and Endeavor, so creating TKO. But we got a lot of releases last week. But yeah. as far as um. As far as the the, the SummerSlam show, I thought you witnessed a pretty good show. It was great. <laughs> I, you know, from a what I loved about it was it was a great, and I know this is this is a word not allowed in WWE, but it was a great wrestling show. Like you know, it was there was there was a lot of matches. The one thing that I was I was surprised is that there were no surprises. Like I honestly, I didn't want to get my hopes up too much. But the ending happened pretty much like I expected. But I wanted to hear the if you smell on SummerSlam night. Like, I mean, I thought that would have been a great setup for the Rock Roman kind of thing. Now, we got it, uh, what, two weeks ago, which was unbelievable. But, on a random Friday night in the middle of September. Right, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, man, missed opportunity there. But no, the show was great. Um, you mentioned a couple things, you know, the the merger, the releases. Um, any Anything that surprised you from the releases? Yeah, I mean, there's a few, and there's a lot of... I mean, you got to be so talented. you got to have such a good 
like you got to be so strong mentally to work there i'm sure right because you're always on the road you're doing yeah. it for years and then you never know when there could be a release round and then that, unfortunately that's what there was last week so um the dolph ziggler i mean he's been there two decades nearly yeah and he's done everything there is i saw he got a lot of um a notoriety from like the rock he, he tweeted about him john cena so the respect there across the board is clear you know clearly there um there's a lot of indication. It sounds like that he's going to end up in AEW, but I just don't know if that's a good fit. I don't know if he really needs it either. Right. You know, he honestly, like you said, the longevity that he's had, you know, I'll never forget his money in the bank cash in like that play, you know, one of the best, it, it, it was off the chain. He could probably, even though AEW is a much more relaxed schedule than WWE, he could probably even go and do a more relaxed work. The Indies, and make a killing doing the indie scene and just make some random pop-up appearances and you know one do very well from for himself and give some fans you know some pretty cool experiences at some smaller indie shows and who's to say that that's a good point about the the cooler you know the lower atmosphere i've been to a few indie shows in, in the day and, and they are you know low atmosphere but then high energy too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and a lot of a lot of indie shows get there's a lot of talent out there right now that need jobs too yep. you know yep. um so this only helps the indies potentially but also i don't even know really if if dolph i mean who's to say he even wants to wrestle you know he hasn't yeah. wrestled in a long time it's really a minute. he hasn't been he hasn't been active on tv for yeah for a while i i don't even know this it'd be something i'd, I'd be curious to go back and look and maybe you know i was he working house shows i wonder like was he even on the road or was he just flat out not yeah. being used <laughs> I don't think he was being used. I saw a stat last week, like his last match was at the end of May. It was ironically in Albany. I had tickets to go to that show that oh, night. No kidding. But that was the that was the Coke 600 weekend and everything got pushed to Monday. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get to go, but I got my friends some tickets. They went and they got to see his last match. That's cool. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. That's crazy. That's also, crazy. though, I could see him eventually coming back too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, it. Just because, you know, we see it all the time, you know, six months from now, you know, there could be the biggest return and build and pop surprise on a Monday, you know, whatever the case may be, or Royal Rumble. Could you imagine, you know, his music around the corner, right? So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, a hell of a run, 20 years, you you know, you don't hear that. You know, I, I remember seeing the stat. He's had what the third most televised matches. Second. Second, second. Okay. Only televised, I don't it might be third. All time second only to Kane. Okay. All right. Yeah, that that's probably the same thing that, that I saw. Yeah, that's absolutely incredible to to have that type of longevity. Means he took care of himself, wasn't injured a ton. Like, I mean, that's it's just a workhorse, you know? Yeah, I can't I can't recall him ever being out for an injury. Yeah. So yeah. that that like you said, just shows the longevity of a, a two decade career. Started out with the Spirit Squad all that time oh ago God. with Nikki. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, that's a character that you would have expected to have gotten cut too. You know, like right. that's that's all just of something. all of his brother ended. Yeah, right. All of Absolutely. The other squad. Yep. Yeah, you know, I, I think if I remember, there was five of them, four or five, and yeah, they all got cut besides him. Yeah. They actually just announced uh, a house show for uh, Detroit uh, the week of Christmas, between Christmas and New Year. They're going to do a house show on like a Wednesday night. Uh, that's a fun. That's a fun tour. I went. I've gone a couple times between like the 26th and 30th. They usually do it. Yeah. Uh, I went to Buffalo two years ago. That was the last show of the year for SmackDown. Okay. Super fun. 
in the live events, like if you just like pure wrestling, like those are the shows to go to, not necessarily it. TV. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they're not going to break um, your pocketbook for tickets like SummerSlam. Speaking <laughs> of, speaking of that, uh, I'm going to WrestleMania in Philly. Nice. And yeah, I had to get out the wallet for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what, uh, so I had... I, I told my wife I when when SummerSlam went came out when they said it was going to be here I said listen I go I I don't care I'm going by myself and I'm getting the best seat that I can get and I did I saw you on TV I, right yeah I mean I was you're right next to the right ring. there and here's what pissed me off I was so bummed about this I because I've been to some pay per views obviously you know the last caliper pay per view like that was uh, that I was at was WrestleMania 23 before they really started making these like weekend event type things and you know my cousin and i we went to philly for extreme rules and uh saw bray wyatt's return and all that anybody on the floor always got a ring chair so i expected that i was getting a SummerSlam ring chair i did not like it was really just the four sections that surrounded the ring that got them <coughs> excuse me I just had some plastic chair that I sat on. Like, I was so pissed off that I did not get a ring chair because that was my justification. Well, at least I'm also going to get a ring chair. Yeah, at least you get some sort of souvenir out of it. Mm-hmm. But that, I guess I guess that's not the case. Yeah, and in no, order to do that, yeah. you got to spend a lot of money. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, man. But anyways. I, um, I'm, I'm super excited about Mania, but. Are you going yeah, both nights? I, mean, that, I am. Excellent. So maybe I'll get to see The Rock. Yeah. Potentially, it seems like they're kind of leaning towards it, him and Roman, maybe one of the nights or whatever. But then also, like, Cody's got to finish his story, but I don't know how they get there since they're on separate brands. Mm-hmm. Does he win the Rumble again? Who knows? Um, but yeah, whenever the rocks are, the energy, it's always intensified. Have, so, have you been I, to that be, part of Philly before? Have you been there? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, plenty of times. I've been to so the, the arena you went to Wells Fargo, was it? Yeah. Uh, I went there for the Rumble. Okay, and I went there. I went there for Elimination Chamber pay per view. Okay, it's a cool uh, little uh, area, like between like the it is. Bar- they got everything. Yeah, they got the they got the Xfinity Live. That's yes. the bars. Yeah, um, food, and then they got the stadium, the football stadium, the baseball stadium, the basketball arena all together. Yeah. Yep. So if there's ever two events going on at the same time, I don't think I'd want to be there. No, right. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> ton of traffic. <laughs> um, all right. Three more quick things, everybody, and then we'll we'll, we'll talk some racing. So uh, first thing I want to do, we'll, we can get somber for a moment uh, with the news about Bray Wyatt because we haven't chatted since then. I mean, I was I was my buddies and I were on we play golf on a Thursday night league and all of us are the four of us are wrestling fans and we're all like kind of just scrolling our phones because we're waiting to tee off and it hit all of our phones at like the same time. And it was like, holy cow, like that out of left field, I felt like. What what uh, what did you think when you heard that? Certainly. It, yeah, I remember being a Thursday night the night before I left for uh, Daytona and I, I got a text from one of my buddies that works at WWE and he's like, you know, Bray Wyatt passed away. And I'm like, what? Like, no way. And so then I had to do a double take, right. saw Triple H's tweet. And yeah, super unfortunate. And you know, you've heard, you know, he's been off TV since January or February. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you, you kind of, if you read the dirt sheets, you see that there's some kind of illness potentially. And then unfortunately, it's, it's ended up being, you know, it took his life. So, yeah. yeah. Um, su- super sad. I, I honestly, I, when I, when I first saw it, I thought, because I saw it on the dirt sheet 
And I'm like, I either was like, either one, no, false, like, you know, someone misinformation, whatever. Then I thought, well, could it be a work around, um, you know, like The Fiend or something like that? Like, you know, but then when I saw Triple H's tweet, I'm like, no, I, I think that's, yeah. that's that's serious. <laughs> that's the real deal there, unfortunately. Yeah, super sad, all-time creative minds. Uh, uh, the amount of characters he was able to create mm-hmm. and bring them to life, the Firefly Funhouse, yep. you know, all yep. of the characters that are included that, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, multiple incarnations of Bray Wyatt. Yeah. It's just it's, it's su- so super bad. bummed. Yes, I'm yeah. with you. Um. Real quick about the merger, did you see that there is the possibility, uh, and, and we've already had a couple redesigns, but a complete redesign and new names for belts I saw potentially? I didn't see that one. That I be... saw there's a, I heard that, you know, and obviously it was announced on Friday that SmackDown is going to USA again yes. uh, with the new television deal. I've heard potentially rock could move off of Mondays and off of USA altogether and, and NBC. So whether they go streaming with that, who knows? Yeah. I've heard it's going to be, it might be a while before we find out, um, which leads you to even believe further that it's going to come off of Mondays, which would just be crazy. Cause that's the yeah, flagship that's show. Like, like for me, like I can DVR just about it. I mean, I can DVR any show, right. And watch right. it back. But raw is like, for me, it's always been can't miss. Like you mm-hmm. have to be there. Yep. Even if it's three hours long. <laughs> yes. Well, and I wonder if if coming off if, if they come off Monday, if they come off USA, do do they go back to two? I wonder potentially. You know. And maybe SmackDown goes to three. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 some potential, um, but like we were talking about at the start, you know, they are kind of hitting it on all cylinders, which will lead me to my last question about wrestling, and then we can get into some NASCAR talk. You know <laughs> what? Uh, you know. What storylines are are you bought in on? What's what what's got you excited? I think we've talked about it before, but Gunther, he's like my favorite wrestler right now. That dude is just a beast, and you believe it. You believe everything that's happening whenever he's in the ring, even though you know that it's um, a show. And you know he's getting he's he's elevated a ton of talent, whether it be Chad Gable right now or. Um, even his his own group Imperium that I just I like Gunther the bloodline you know for a while and it still is I think the best storyline in, in history but it's kind of taken a back burner with Roman being off TV yep. um, yeah since has he been off since SummerSlam yeah yes yeah so yeah. I mean but John Cena coming back I mean he's all, my all time favorite so it's good to see him back in the ring too no it's that's been cool I'm I'm with you on the bloodline um, you know it's going to be hard to keep that interesting for another year potentially or until wrestlemania 40 at least you know um i'm with you on gunther i i did not i wasn't a fan but i have bought into the credibility behind the storyline that they've put together uh and i'll tell you what i was not a fan of that intercontinental redesign i'm becoming more and more a fan (laughs) of that belt too which is which is funny for me i am all in on la night like get, you couldn't give me enough la night right now to save my life like i <laughs> love what he's got going on right now especially you know he's not a young guy he, he's older you know he's he's you know getting that last chance run and i think it's awesome and you know i i hope it's 
not everybody needs a belt, right? We've seen a number of great wrestlers that never had a singles title, never had a world title. You know, Jake the Snake comes to mind as, as one of the most that never needed that. Roddy Piper never got the, the world title, anything like that. You know, he may not need it, but, man, I'm, I am enjoying this run that he's on. He's become must-see TV. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of comparisons to The Rock and Stone Cold. And yep. whether he's taken a little bit from both or – none at all or all of it like it's 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 fun to watch um also too i i heard and i saw that i saw on the dirt sheets um that he tested positive for covid right before smackdown, smackdown. on friday yeah. yeah and but i heard that like wwe issued refunds if people wanted refunds on their tickets and you don't you don't hear that unless it's a star like roman reigns like john cena back when he was there full-time seth rollins 100%. so that 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 shows you how much they they're, they're kind of riding him. Absolutely. Yep. No, he's he's main event. There's there is no doubt about that. Um, all right. We can uh, we can we can transition. Uh, we can Time talk, to talk about. Some yeah. Well, actually, it's a good segue, honestly, because you know, uh, L.A. Knight's been taking some heat from Kevin Nash. I don't know if you saw that, and uh, leading to heat. Uh, Texas Motor Speedway has been known to take some heat over the years. You know, is is that justified heat? What do you what do you think about you know Texas in general, there, sir? And there was a ton of heat in Texas this weekend. <laughs> I saw it was like the fifth hottest race ever uh, at the cup level. So kudos to all the drivers. Glad that, you know, they all seem to be fine after the race because yeah. that can take a toll on you for Absolutely. sure. Um, I don't know. Like you said, Texas does get a lot of heat, but it's it's fairly entertaining, you know, as far as like. You, you never know the, the lead car like Larson on this weekend uh, or, or Justin Allgaier in the Xfinity series. Like you both had command and control of the race, but one little mishap battling for the lead. And, you know, your race could be over in Larson's case. Or if you get out of the groove like Allgaier, you're moving backwards. And then it takes you a few laps to get all the dirt off your tires. So I don't know. Like it, it, it's certainly going to get a lot of heat. I thought it was a good race all weekend, honestly. I thought it was probably among the best Texas races on the reconfiguration, just because there was passing too. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was. That's one of the things is people are like, Oh, you know, you can't pass or whatever. Well, this weekend you could. So um, I don't know. I, I thought it was a good weekend of racing overall and, and two winners that have, you know, kind of dominated the year in, in their respective series. Absolutely. Well, and the, man, that, that'll lead me right in the next one. John Hunter Nemechek uh, kind of separating himself from the rest of the field. The last time we saw somebody with seven wins in the Xfinity series, we were talking about, you know, Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer, and um, Bell. who was the third guy? Christopher Bell. 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 Right. Yeah. You know, and, and here he is seven uh, Austin Hill with four. Uh, but it doesn't feel like Austin Hill had four. I mean, four wins is a dominating season, but it doesn't feel like it when, you know, the the comparisons John Hunter right now. And three of those for Hill came in the first five races. So yes. they, they were a, a while ago. The fourth one at Pocono, he didn't have the best card, but was just there when it counts. And I think that's kind of how, you know, he's kind of been steady Eddie all year long, Austin Hill we're talking about, um, and maximizing the car's potential. So in, in other ways, I I you know, John Hunter has seven wins, but if you look at it, I mean, maybe like Atlanta, he, he didn't have a, he really didn't have a good car, but somehow he, he was there at the end when he won. He probably should have like, you know, closer to 10 wins. He would tell you that himself, like sure. he should have more than seven. So um, certainly John Hunter, I mean, that, <laughs> Joe Gibbs racing cars are just lights out. And if he gets to Phoenix, he's going to be hard to beat. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, for, for everyone that either has or, or has not listened to know that, you know, the Xfinity series is is something that you've worked on a lot over your career. Um, you know, we're really just started the playoffs, uh, which it doesn't feel like that because the Cup series has been, you know, we're in the second round. We're in the second round of the truck series, but we really just kick things off on the Xfinity side of things. Uh, how would you break down or sum up the regular season for the Xfinity? series a regular season it, i mean i thought it was a good season you saw a variety of different winners multiple guys a handful of guys getting multiple wins in the regular season um i mean it was it was certainly top heavy like with john hunter justin all or austin hill um but then you have like a cole custer who's you know on the rebound goes back to the xfinity series has two wins on road courses this year um you've seen breakout performances granted there at the beginning of the year like with chandler smith and sammy smith um you kind of see drivers who have a ton of potential like a Sheldon Creed or, or Parker Kligerman, like Parker's having a great first year back into the Xfinity series. So ton of good storylines. You had a, two big teams miss the playoffs entirely with Riley Herbst and Brandon Jones. So um, whenever there's a points battle at the bubble for the regular season, like Riley and Parker were separated by one point yep. going into the final race like that. That's a good battle. So I think overall the, the Xfinity series had a really good year, but yeah, John Hunter has, has kind of run away in terms of the wins category. Absolutely. A couple of things I just want to piggyback off of, maybe get a deeper take from you, you know, Cole Custer, like you mentioned, you know, going back to the Xfinity series, uh, you know, we've seen some guys do that from the cup series. Justin Allgaier comes to mind and has had a ton of success uh, in the, in the Xfinity series, you know, there were such high hopes and expectations for Cole Custer in the Cup Series. Didn't happen. Maybe he'll get another chance. But that first few, man, I, I want to say first six races uh, looked very rough for Cole Custer. And, and he was able to rebound, which which has been fun to watch. Yeah, six races spot on. He didn't have top tens in any of the oh, first six races. Really? Is that I, I me? That's awesome. Not awesome, but me, I, I I thought my math was pretty close there. <laughs> meanwhile, at the time, Riley Herps, I think, had six top tens. Like, and then since then, it's kind of like gone the other way. And and Riley's had a lot of bad racing luck. Whereas Cole, you know, he's only got the two wins this year, and they've both been on road courses. One of them on the Chicago Street Course, which you know didn't even get to the halfway point. Yep. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I think myself included and probably you included and, and probably most racing fans, right? Like they probably thought Cole Custer was going to come back, kind of dominate the series like he did mm-hmm. four years ago. Right. You same know, five, same team, four, five same years everything. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. To a degree. Um, they did have, you know, whereas, I mean, I guess they ran a partial second team that year. Maybe no Briscoe was full-time. So yeah, yeah. two, two full-time teams. Herb's full-time now, obviously, with a 98. So I think, you know, Cole's got a ton of potential. He says the season's been a success. He thinks it's been a good year. And the competition level, too, at the Xfinity level is really an all-time high throughout the field from top to bottom. The mid-pack is stacked. A ton of resources and funding in the mid-pack who are trying to take that next step to become a top team. Um, see, I-, I expected more from Cole, but um, I would also think and expect he'll be in Phoenix battling for a title again. No, I'm I'm with you. I I I think we're looking at, you know, John Hunter obviously, uh, Justin Allgaier, 
uh, Cole Custer, and then it's a matter of who gets that fourth spot. You know, um, they're not racing this weekend at Talladega. You know, will the Roval play as a, as a wild card? You know, Austin Hill very well could be there. Uh, but if, if Sheldon Creed or Sammy Smith picked up a win or pointed their way in, I wouldn't be you know, horribly surprised over that. I think the biggest, you know, Parker Kligerman making the playoffs in the Xfinity series is a win for that team. Uh, any advancement, I think, is just an extra bonus at this point. But, I mean, I, I don't want to use the word disappointed, but to go from winning a championship and just kind of falling off the map with Daniel Hemrick, I mean, that team has just literally struggled since they won that championship. Talking about Hemrick, yeah. Well, yeah. we got to remember that was with with Gibbs. Um, That's true. And now, yep. Yep. and he's in the ten. Um, and and colleagues really kind of struggled across the board this true. year, aside from at the beginning of the year with Chandler Smith, and then you put in some of the Cup drivers on the on the road courses or like Larson at Darlington earlier in the year, and they're and they're going to win. They're going to be up front. Um, yeah, but that ten team has struggled uh, at times this year. He's still got fourteen top tens. He's got more top fives this year than last. Um, but you're looking at the points battle going into the, the cutoff race, and you got Creed plus nine, Hemrick plus one, Kligerman minus one. Creed's a good road racer. Kligerman's a great road racer. I give the advantage to Kligerman. I think Hemrick's probably bounced out. Sure. No, I, 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 I don't disagree with that. Um, all right. Let's uh, move over to the uh, cup side of things. Um, uh, Byron picking up the win. You know, Byron's somebody that um, – has has gone you know he won early too you know that's kind of someone like austin hill you know he he won early in the season uh had a win in august uh and and is turning it up now hms just a it's just a very weird year for them in general with the injuries and and two top teams of theirs missing the playoffs that have given some other teams an opportunity uh you know where where are you at coming out of texas with uh you know william byron getting the win and and where things are are, are looking right now going into the playoffs byron was my championship favorite i thought he was he was my pick to win it uh, i just think the 24 team while the 19 team has showed glimpses of greatness this year uh, and this, I'm saying, is going into the postseason. And, and Hamlin and Larson being really fast and turning up the wick in the playoffs. I just think Byron's been one of one of the most consistent, at least at the most consistent speed all season. Maybe the finishes aren't the most consistent, um, but he's won at every different style of tracks, whether it be a, a drafting track in Atlanta, a short track uh, earlier in the year, Phoenix, Vegas, mile and a half. Um, he's won all over the place in all the different layouts. So. I think that's the most consistent team. Um, not shocked that he won at Texas, kind of shocked in the way that he did. He was kind of a 10th place car for the majority of the race. I think his average running position was 13th. And yet he ends up in victory lane, punches his ticket to the round of eight. And now they can work on Vegas, Homestead and Martinsville. Um, and they're set up good to make a championship run. I think. Sure. Uh, what about surprises? You know, um, you, you know, McDowell, you know, with the, I guess maybe you call it a surprise win to get into the playoffs. I picked it. Did, I, I picked him to win Indy. <laughs> I did. That's awesome. Um, you know, so he missed the cut. Logano, Stenhouse, Harvick. I mean, out of that group, I, I would probably have to say, you know, Logano was probably the biggest surprise to miss it. He is. Um, you know, I'd like to say Harvick, but they they just had nothing all year in 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 
you know, most facets. You know, they they had a couple chances. Maybe they could have, you know, uh, backed their way into a win. Uh, just personally as a fan, I'd love to see him get at least one more play spoiler at some point over these last handful of races. Uh, but I just I don't you know if if it's gonna happen, uh, it it maybe is at Phoenix and he becomes the first uh, you know non playoff Final Four to go out and win before ahead of the uh, you know the the actual champion. But um, you know the just a, just a disappointing last year for him. But I mean Logano is probably like I said the the biggest surprise to have missed the cut. He is for sure. I mean you look at. So he's led 260 laps this year. 140 of them were in the race that he won in Atlanta. And that was all the way back at the fifth race of the year. So outside of that, I mean, whether it's him, Ryan Blaney, I know he won Charlotte and dominated, but since then he doesn't have a top five finish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, though, I mean, and, and you think of Logano, you think of Harvick, those are two guys and teams, two champions that can wheel their cars to finishes that maybe they don't deserve, right? Sure. Um, and that's just... It's been the case a little bit this year with Harvick, but Logano, it's just, you're not accustomed to seeing this, especially with him and Penske, and really Penske overall, because the two car, the 21, I mean, they're, they haven't really had much to, you know, gloat about this season either. I'm with you. Now, looking, uh, you know, going into Talladega and, and then, you know, wrapping up this round at the Roval, um, I mean, we could potentially see some surprises here, you know, just because of those two style of races. Uh, you know, Tyler Riddick sitting in 10th. If if you tell me Tyler Riddick wins at the Roval, I'm not going to be surprised by that. You tell me Bubba Wallace wins at Talladega, I'm not going to be surprised by that. And we're potentially talking about Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch not making the cut at that point. And Kyle Larson. And I yeah. say that because he's two points above the cut line. He wrecked late at Texas, obviously, after dominating the second half of the race. Yep. And super yeah. speedways are not his best no. friend. <laughs> uh, well, that's Bra- kind of putting it lightly. Brad Keselowski could go out and win this weekend, and I wouldn't be surprised by that. You know, Right. Larson's wrecked out in four of the five super speedways this year. So he's and he's he said publicly like he doesn't have the confidence to make moves I, he's definitely gotten better and been in con, more contention like he almost on the final lap of the 500 this year he was involved in a wreck but he was up there battling for the win so yeah. he's yeah. he's definitely i think his confidence improved on these tracks but if you have a bad day at Talladega and you're 20 points out going into the Roval that's almost must win territory yeah no doubt and i mean the biggest i i guess is it the biggest surprise uh that chris busher is where he is. I mean, the the season, the way he ended the season, back to back wins. Uh, you know, at, at uh, Michigan, and I forget the other track that he he had the win at um, uh, Daytona. Daytona. Yes. You know, I mean, just here's somebody that you know, quote unquote, had the asterisks next to his name because his only win was that rain shortened race at Pocono back in what 2016, 17, something like 2016. that. 2016. And. To then come out, Bristol last year. Yeah, right. And to just dominate those races and put himself on the map at the end of the regular season and to be sitting third right now. I mean, you know, all he has to do, knock on wood, because I don't want to jinx him because I want to see him advance. He's just got to go run clean races these next two races and then go worry about the final four. 
and he excels on road courses and super speedways. Mm-hmm. Like before this little run here, that's what he was known that for. That was his bread uh, and butter. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And yep. he won the last super speedway at Daytona. You know, you asked if it was a surprise, and I think it was a surprise at the beginning, but it can only be a surprise for so long, right? Like if you constantly bring speed to the racetrack and you're yeah. constantly yeah. putting finishes together, leading laps, finishing the top five, like not a surprise anymore. So to see him third on the playoff grid going into Talladega, you know, anything can happen, but yeah, he's in a great position right now. 22 points above the cut line. I love it. Um, let's, let's uh, take turns here and go to uh, the last topic that I have for us here, which is, you know, as, as we're wrapping up another NASCAR season, um, you know, always the talk is, is silly season stories and all of that. It's something that Jayski has done. Uh, not uh, m- meticulously for years. It's something that uh, I know everybody goes to for the information uh, is the silly season. And I want to start off first with uh, Matt Benedetto and just what a, I, I want to get your take on the situation in terms of here's somebody that, you know, lost his cup ride, went to the truck series, raced with the team for, well, we'll call it almost two years, uh, never got to victory lane, made the playoffs, got bumped out of the first round, and now bumped out of the ride. What What is your take on, you know, what what's went down there at, at Rackley Ware Racing? I wish I knew. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> <enough. laughs> I, say, I say that because, like, it's so odd. You know, they miss, like you said, they get in the playoffs, which is a huge achievement for that team, which doesn't have a ton of funding coming in the doors, or at least additional funding that the team's putting into it. They make the playoffs. They missed the first round by only a few points. And then, yeah, he's out of a ride two races later. So um, kind of a bummer for Benedetto because we've seen what he can do. And he's, he's always overachieved to a degree. Um, and to see him out of a ride, I mean, you would think someone would take a, a, a chance on him, even if he brings limited funding to the table for next year. Um, but, I mean, we look at the silly season at the cup level, and that's almost complete. But then you look at Xfinity and Trucks really hasn't even begun. So I'm sure he'll find a place, uh, a landing spot. What, uh, what, what are some spots and rides, you know, you know, just to kind of fill everybody in, you know, even with the cup, you know, where are some changes that we're going to see across the series here? Well, at the cup series, like we don't know about the 10 yet with Almarola, you know, for, for a while last year, you know, he, well, really almost two years ago, he announced that he was going to retire after the end of the 22 season. Smithfield wanted him back for the 23 season. They announced it as a multi-year deal, but there's, I'm sure there's an option in there. Um, I'm not sure if Smithfield's coming back. I'm not sure if Almirola is coming back. If Smithfield doesn't come back, I wouldn't think Almirola is coming back. Sure. It's kind of a package deal. Um, so that could leave the 10 open. That could be a spot for someone like a Cole Custer per, per se. Um, you look at the Xfinity level, you got the 20 to fill with John Hunter moving up. Um, where's, got, where's I mean, Hunter going? What ride is Hunter going into? He's going to the 42. 42. Uh, with, okay. with, yep. They announced it a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's in right. The cup level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, Austin Hill's coming back. That's good for our CR. AJ Allmendinger, we talk about him and, and Kali. Like he could be going back down to the Xfinity series. Um, we're not sure about that yet. Obviously, they made the, the announcement with Daniel Hemrick at Bristol, but. There's a lot of shuffling pieces, um, and it should get interesting here in, in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. I love it. Uh, Dustin, what are you working on? Anything you want to plug or anything you want to you know, tease out that's coming out soon? 
Sure. This week I got a story on Brennan Poole. Um, kind of, he's having a reset year with with JD Motorsports on the six team. Um, he's going to be in the Cup race this weekend for Rick Ware Racing. So, uh, look for that this weekend, and then also fantasyfornascar.com. Awesome, man. Listen, thank you so much for coming on. That was a ton of fun. Enjoyed the wrestling conversation and, of course, the NASCAR talk. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, maybe do a season recap or something like that. And, uh, you know, love to get your your takes of visiting uh, Phoenix and all that good stuff as well here once uh, we wrap this bad boy up. Yes, sir. Always enjoy talking wrestling and racing with you. And uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Lap Traffic Nation. There you have Dustin Albino from jayski.com. Thanks, man. We'll catch you soon. We'll see you. See ya. All right. Lap Traffic Nation. I think uh, Dustin and I covered a lot of ground there. There's no doubt about that. Wrestling, all three series, silly season, all of that good stuff. Just a, a great conversation. Always enjoy talking with it. Just like Jeff Striegel. It just flows. You don't even need to write anything down. I knew a couple talking points I wanted to hit on, and that basically led into uh, almost 40 minutes of conversation, which is which is just awesome there. So, all right, let's do a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook Lap Traffic Podcast. TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, please leave a review. You can check out the show on iTunes, Podbean, Alexa, all of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Uh, make sure you stay tuned because we are going to do an end of season giveaway here at uh, at some point. But I also, as you all know, have stickers and koozies for free. If you want one, all you have to do, fill out the contact page on the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com. Send me a DM on Twitter, at me, whatever the case may be. I am happy to send them out to you. And I mean, really, like I said, Dustin, I covered it all. So we are actually going to close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy. Everybody, make sure you get your, well, and not everybody, anybody that's still in the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Make sure you get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. We're down to the top 12, and uh, things are definitely heating up, which is awesome. My picks this weekend, uh, Ross Chastain, John Hunter Nemechek, pretty solid. Most everybody did pretty good in the Xfinity Series. Uh, I think 10 out of 12 took John Hunter Nemechek, so everyone scored pretty well there and uh, picked up a bonus point for the most part. A lot of people, though, took Kyle Larson, which did not favor well for them uh, in in the uh, cup race. But uh, let's do a reset here. Here is the top 12 as it stands. Two more races to go before another cutoff in first place. With 116 points after the reset and this past weekend at Texas is David Mullins. In second place with 105 is Andrew Yu. In third place with 104, yours truly. Uh, In fourth place with 99 points is Dan Sherwood. In fifth with 92, Jonathan Lilly. In sixth with 90 is Steven, DFS NASCAR guy. In seventh with 87 is Kevin Hahn. In eighth with 85 is John Etwinsel. In ninth with 84 is Joe Hewson. In tenth with 82 is Mark Ludington. In eleventh with 81 is Benton Wilson. And in twelfth with 80, Matt Dombrowski. So, I mean, we're only talking... 
10 points between 6th and 12th. Uh, it is anybody's game. Bonus points uh, in first. Andrew U, 31. Jonathan Lilly, 24. David Mullins, 19. John Etwinsel, 17. Steven with 16. I've got 14. Dan Sherwood, Kevin Hahn, and Bent Wilson have 13. Matt Dabrowski, 12. Joe Houston, 10. So there is how that is shaping up. All right. I think it is time to make some picks. All right, Traffic Fantasy, we are headed back to Talladega for the last super speedway race of the season. Chevy's won the last three races at Talladega. Chase won this race last year. Kyle Busch picked up the win earlier this year. Some very strong super speedway drivers are still in the playoffs. You got Keselowski, you got Wallace, you got Reddick, you got Hamlin, just to name a few. Actually, most of the top 12 are pretty solid at these races, but we all know that big one or big ones are coming. Who will survive? Will someone play spoiler? We will find out this weekend. First, it's time for my picks. Going a little different because it is Talladega. Truck Series, I am going to go with Ty Majeski. And in the Cup Series, I am going to go with... Uh, I actually had the 45 of Tyler Riddick written down. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to save him. I need to save him for the Roval. So uh, early spoiler for next week that I will be going with uh, Tyler Riddick. I am going to go with the six of Brad Keselowski this weekend at Talladega. All right, Lat Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 322 of the Lat Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelattrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lat Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lat Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Dustin Albino for coming on the show this week. I'll see if we can piece something together next week, see what's going to happen throughout here as the uh, season comes to an end here just a couple weeks really man it's crazy it's october already football's in full gear nascar's wrapping up all of that good stuff don't get caught chasing the lucky dog tune in each and every week to the lap traffic podcast see ya